Casper Radio PBR with uh, me. I'm Jeff Tate and Brett Arnold. What's up, Brett? What up, Jeff? Uh, that was a dope song that just played. Who does that song, Brett? Oh, my God. Thank you. Four weeks in. <laughs> finally remembered to credit Banshee Beat for that incredible song. Banshee Beat has been making themes for my New Flesh Horror Movies podcast for what feels like years now. He's incredible. I asked him to make us a I basically told him what the podcast is. I said it's a podcast that thinks it's a radio show, as Jeff put it. Um, And I wanted it to sound like that. And I think he nailed it. And uh, Banshee Beat. He's amazing. Electronic artist. Support him. And you see this lovely logo, Jeff. Yeah, MC Who made that? MC Hoo-ha. Yeah, MC Hoo-ha on Twitter. H-O-O-H-A. M-C-H-O-O-H-A. So check him out if you need some uh, graphic design work done. Uh, yeah, so that's our business. We got our business out of the way. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week, I guess. Yeah, that was it. That was a, that was a quick one. We got a guest. It's uh, those of you familiar with uh, podcasts that I do regularly will recognize this fella. It is Trey Gallion. What's up, buddy? What's up, you guys? What up, Trey? Uh, now, Trey's been in the woods for the last week. I haven't seen him in 10 days, which is kind of a long time. Oh, is is that yeah, what we're I, calling Austin now? The woods? <laughs> no, well, was it wasn't. The there's a creek a and a bit. cave involved. Yeah, there was. I was I was in the creek and the cave last so night. So might as well be the woods. <laughs> yeah. How does the <laughs> new space compare to the old space? I mean, it's completely different. You like, know. would you say nicer? Um, did, yeah. hey, sorry for this. <laughs> not, sorry to not, put you on the spot, Trey. We don't want to do. We're not gotcha <laughs> journalists over here. Yeah, no. It's sorry. not worse. It's. I just assumed it would have been. <laughs> their new space. It, it used to be a rock venue. Like it was yeah. always a rock venue, and so it's a big, huge room up front where okay. they have a bar on one side, and then they have a pull a huge uh, sound curtain that they pull across the bar, and then. The the big room up front holds uh, 150, 200 people. And then they have a big space out back, a big backyard that also has a huge stage. Um, and then there's a shared green room for both of the stages. Um, and then, yeah, the outside has a big bar along the back, too. There used to be an island bar when it was a rock club, but Creek actually was smart and moved the bar to the back wall so there's more so they can fit. 
at least 200 people back there too for a show wow so that's okay. definitely <laughs> much bigger of a space yes. than they're used to yeah 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 it's a cool spot man and they got some food and stuff too uh, hell yeah but it's but it's not like a you know the creaking cave in new york had had a proper like little restaurant area you know with tables yes. and stuff and this new one does not have that Gotcha. You know, there, there are some small tables standing. and stuff out back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is stand up comedy. So it's a stand up theater. You, <laughs> you got to eat while you do stand up. Yeah. Well, you I don't like have do to. In, uh, I saw I do that at Evansville once. He like he made the show happen. Like they were gonna cancel it because there wasn't enough people there, and then he like begged for it to happen. And then when it when it when it was finally his turn, he was like, "Oh, I just always wanted to do stand up and eat nachos at the same time." And I was like, "Motherfucker, I didn't want to do this at all." What? Like why? Like <laughs> then you should have gone first. You should have just gone up and done stand up and ate nachos. You didn't have to force the show to happen, so the other two comics have to suffer through going up in front of eight people in Evansville. Yeah, Aren't you just glad? taking a trash can up on stage and been like, oh, I just always <laughs> wanted to take a dump in a trash can on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't you glad stand-up comedy's back? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that there's, I'm glad that the the, the Evansville Club isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pre-pando casualty. That's never, that, that's been closed for a while. Hey, man, you know, bad comedy makes me laugh just as much as good comedy. But, yeah, there's still a line with bad comedy also, you know. That is insane. There's no way that's true. <laughs> yeah, good bad comedy. Bad, I mean, comedy funny, make, keep... bad comedy makes me laugh as much as okay comedy does. Good comedy makes me laugh the most. Oh, I giggled or... I mean, I laughed a lot at those tapes that, uh, you know, the guys that worked at Rich Miller's office. Yeah, yeah, but you got you to gotta understand that even those tapes were edited, bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're pulling yeah, out sure. the best of the bad stuff, the worst of the worst. Like, you don't have yeah, to yeah. sit through 45 minutes of that guy doing stand-up. The don't quit your day job guy, you got to watch his whole set? Fuck. Oh, yeah. That ain't no. funny at all. No. The guy, the guy with the... Remember there was like dueling Austin Powers closers for a while. <laughs> yes. uh, oh my god! No, I think we've even talked about the one dude before on our podcast. Is it Hurst? Uh, uh, that Steve, guy's yeah, name, Steven, yeah, Steve Hurst. <laughs> that was, yes. That's the only name I remember. But man, yeah, baby, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, I mean the fake teeth and everything. Oh, the, uh, the <laughs> yeah, Union yeah, Jack yeah. underwear, the whole deal. He stripped <laughs> down to the yeah. yeah. He had props and stuff put in the yeah. teeth. <laughs> I saw him middle once. That's what we talk about. I saw him middle once, and then he started headlining immediately because, yeah, what are you going to – I think that's what people, maybe comedy, people that aren't in the comedy th world don't understand. It's like even if it's a bad comic, if they have a closer like that, no headliner wants to follow it, not because they're, they're not – not because they're afraid to follow that, it's because they don't want to follow that. It's stupid. It's like, I yes. mean, it's like when you have, like, if you have, like, pyrotechnics or whatever, <laughs> you don't do it in the middle. You do it at the end. The right. only person who doesn't do it at the end is Paul McCartney, because he's Paul McCartney. He's the only person <laughs> that can follow Live and Let Die with fireworks going off. He's the only one that still has songs. Nobody else is going to do that. <laughs> it's yeah, insane. Dude. And that was it back in 2003 bookers didn't realize that just be, like having a having a closer like that 
it, it meant, well, I guess we better headline that guy instead of never book him again. <laughs> right. Because even at that point, it was like when he was when he was doing that, like the Austin Powers thing was already starting to wear thin a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was all done. But he would just kill those Midwest crowds just ate that stuff up. Nom, you nom, said nom, 2003 nom. like yeah. Austin Powers was like late 90s, right? Well, two, one was 97 and two was 99 and three That's was, right. I don't know. Three was like a little before, I guess, when he was doing this, probably. I mean, it could have been, it could have been after, who knows? But it was still, it was still like, I mean, it, it took, it took probably six months before the Austin Powers thing wore thin. No, exactly. Six, oh man. It's, st- I feel like we're still getting residual Austin Powers uh, in college. Oh, that doesn't mean it hasn't worn thin. It's been, right. a, it's been fucking annoying since oh, 1998. Oh, yes, worn thin. Yes, well, yes. And especially since yeah. he didn't come up, he didn't even try to come up with maybe a clever reference to it that nobody had thought of before. He was just sticking straight with the classics, with the yeah, baby, oh, yeah. and the Doing the quotes, you... doing yeah. the quotes, dressing like him. Playing, yeah. I think the music played. Mm-hmm. Yep, there That's was music. The music's so good. That's like half of why it worked, probably. That music rules. Well, that for yeah, the music and the dance number in that first yeah. one at the beginning is yes. killer. What a yes. great way to start that movie. But he's walking a around a horrible way to end a hacky comedy set. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Austin Powers had the confidence to follow it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he put it at the beginning. I mean, what a wild! It was like. Nobody's even tried to do a spy spoof since. What's the right? I mean, other than spy, spy was good. Melissa McCarthy. That's right. Jason Statham is like surprisingly hilarious in that movie. Very yeah. funny. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember. Well, he doesn't try to be funny, but he knows what's funny about what he's doing. Yes, he like a, he's like the straight. He's playing like himself, basically, or like yeah, the caricature yeah. of what his well there's like a rant he goes on where he's like as this like he just starts listing things that's happened to him and it's all things that happen in other statham movies (laughs) that's very good yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that one was super fun (laughs) how was your camping trip trey it was awesome actually we got a little bit of rain like one of the nights was pretty gnar like it was almost like, dude, are we? Is this like tornado coming? Oh wow, it was a big, big, big loud one. Yeah, and I mean, we've been through some nasty weather down there, and even gotten chased off the river before, you know, by the sheriff being like, "Hey, man, it's flooding. You guys got to pack up." Which didn't oh, really? happen this time, but the rain that we got that one night was worse than any, you know, one night experience we've had out there. Just with the lightning, the light. I mean. You know, luckily we were on some drugs and stuff, so the light show was pretty cool. Oh, but boy. besides that, like <laughs> there were moments where it was so like scarier. literally standing in the tent, like holding the frame of the tent up because the wind was blowing so hard that it was like, hey, if we would have flown away in that tent at any moment, we wouldn't have been surprised. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Damn, so and that's what you described living. at the beginning of this. You described it as we got a little rain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily it was just that one night that was super, super gnarly. But it did last for way longer than they thought. It lasted for about three or four hours of of us really kind of clinching our buttholes and being like, hurry, oh please pass over, please pass over. Wow. Did yeah. you have service? Like were you able to check anything? 
Yeah, other people were. You have a wind-up weather radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just wait till you hear that flood alarm, you know? That coming Boy, from up river, and then you know. <laughs> but if you hear that in the woods, that is fucking... Terrifying, yes. Yeah, you're too far away. Yeah. From a basement. How are you going to get to a basement when you're in the woods like that? Ain't, ain't no basements in Texas. No basements in the Texas. No, you just got to find a low-lying ditch. How are there no basements in Texas? There's tornadoes in Texas. There should be basements in Texas. You would think, right? But the problem is is the ground is super rocky, and so it costs too much to blow through all that stuff. <laughs> you got to dynamite it, and nobody wants to do it. You know, it's basically because they're lazy. It's the same reason why all the pipes froze and stuff this winter. It's because they're lazy about building stuff. Well, the, I mean, the pipes froze because they privatized their grid. <laughs> well, and because they don't properly insulate and they put water pipes on outside walls and they put water heaters in attics and they just do a bunch of dumb building code stuff that they could change easily anyway. But yeah, so no, not many basements in Texas, dude. Unless it's like a split level that's built on the side of a hill, you know? Wow. That's, weird. that's every house in Texas should be built on the side of a hill then. Yeah, dude. So it'll easily fall off. Well, you gotta have. Uh, well, it's which which thing do you want to die from? Tornado or mudslide? Yeah. Um, I'd rather go with mudslide. For some reason, I feel like that'd be easier to survive. Well, it might be more fun for a minute. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say tornado seems like fun, but mm. I. I don't know. Twister maybe glor glorified the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. those mid '90s natural design. I mean, volcano made it look like it'd be fun for that to happen, but that's not going to happen. That's, <laughs> yeah, that it, cow it? and Twister looked like it was having a ball flying around. <laughs> um, excuse me. His name is Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't think of it. I couldn't. Uh, I wanted to say uh, Jamie Gertz because she's the one that pointed it out, but I realized that, that would be too. <laughs> that like, would be that's too not much. what I meant. No. <laughs> You're just making a silly cow joke, I guess. So then I had to backtrack. <laughs> but uh, also, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was that part was offered to Garth Brooks. <laughs> that's my that's one of my favorite movie facts. That is crazy. And he Why turned did... it down for All, what? Both of those was he doing crazy. Chris Gaines shit at the time? What was Probably. going on? <laughs> has it, I don't has Garth? I don't think Garth Brooks has been in a single movie, has he? Um, just the just that um. Billy Joel live at Shea Stadium. Yeah, Garth, yeah. Garth Brooks. Uh, <laughs> nope, just soundtrack credits. And then, like, you know, Garth live from Central Park. Wow. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird one, man. Like, his, all his music is all on Amazon. He doesn't have it anywhere else. Stuff like that, man. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, yeah it's like not that. on iTunes. Uh-uh. Not on iTunes and on Spotify. None of that, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Garth. Yeah, man. I guess he's I mean why? Why like he just he just got it Amazon just paid him probably. Yeah. And was like, hey man, we'll give you this amount of money to keep it solely on Amazon. And he was like, That is the correct amount of money, you guys. Yeah. You nailed I mean, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they give if they're gonna give a hundred million dollars to Joe Rogan to be exclusive to Spotify. Spotify should fucking cough up some money. Like if they started doing that for like, uh, you know, actual artists, that would be incredible. 
Yeah, it would be well, wild if it was like, uh, yeah, you can't get our new album on CD or vinyl or whatever they do now. You have to get it. You can only get it on Spotify. Well, there was oh, Chance did that. That would be. Uh, that's right. That's right. His last album was only on Apple Music, but it, it's it was like exclusive for that release. Like there should be, like I can't believe the Spotify, and I I can't. I also can't believe that they that they like I can't believe they haven't, and I in both ways like it's hard to believe they have it there probably is somebody who's only available on spotify and i just don't know yeah seems correct i mean there was for the longest time there was like acdc you couldn't get any acdc thing except physical yes yeah, it was they... uh tool and prince same way and well eventually since they prince died the yeah. floodgates have really opened on the estate just dropping every goddamn thing he's ever done. Well, because it was weird because he was one where, like, you know, he wasn't on Spotify and then Spotify put him on there. But then they took off not everything, but a bunch of stuff. Then they took off everything and then they put it all back on there again. Yeah, they did a whole, like, marketing campaign around it. In New York, there was all those purple Spotify ads everywhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, Prince, I feel like, was famously didn't want you know i feel i feel like everyone says prince wouldn't want his demos out there and shit like that and his estate is immediately just the second he died just rolling everything out there's a new release i feel like every week now right on the prince website well there was i mean the the only evidence to support the idea that prince wouldn't want this one want these out is that they never came out is that yeah they never were out they right. were in wouldn't his vault wouldn't he be wouldn't he have released these I mean, that's, the, that's at least the thing that I can hold on to for, like, because they're doing that with Tom Petty stuff now. Oh, that's right. And uh, at least there there is a precedent where every now and then he would release some stuff from the vault like that. Like, this thing with Wildflowers that's been coming out over the last year, two different things came out. He was going to do that. Like, that's what they, that's what they were working on when he passed away. He was He tried to get it done in 2014. So but it was that. still stuff that was chosen by him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Also, they were they recorded everything, and this was like a different, just a different like the new Wildflowers thing is a different version of that album, where each song is a different version, different studio version, and the next thing that comes out is a different version of the "She's the One" soundtrack. That comes this, out in like ten days. This reminds me that like you know DMX died recently. And the day that he died, his, I don't, I, I don't know what you call it, his brand, his his estate, whatever you want to call it, put out an album on Spotify just to, like, you know, capitalize on the news. And, like, it looked like there was a brand new album of DMX songs out. But it was just, like, they, they put all the greatest hits on, like, you know, on some new, they called it a new album and put it on Spotify and it looked and it like, you know, rose to the top of the charts for the day. And wow. now, like a month or so later, uh, an album did come out. A DMX album did just drop with like, it has Jay-Z on it. It's got, you know, it's like a full new DMX album. So I don't know why. Uh, if anyone I mean, listening to been, DMX fan, There must have been a plan for this, for a new yes. DMX album to come out soon. Yes, that must I have believe, been happening. Yes. There's Jay-Z's on it, Nas is on it, Lil Wayne's on it, Alicia Keys, Bono, Snoop Dogg. 
It's got crazy. Oh yeah, stuff. that's not just a bunch of tracks that got closeted. No, you know exactly. Yeah, and Wild. it's also not I'm, like I'm, it's also yeah. not like that last Gangstar album with uh where they have like some guru tracks, but some is just lyrics that other right. people did, and then they brought in guest rappers for each track. Like that took that took years. I mean, that came out like what nine years after guru died are we still um are we still recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was listening um uh, we have a couple of things to uh to do trey since we since we think we're a radio show we've got a couple of we've got a couple of things uh, segments. yeah what do you want to do first jeff you want me to do any well, sound let's effects? do um let's do that uh what i want to see that bear video have you seen this bear video trey of the lady chasing the bear away from the dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it's Here pretty we dope. We can I'll watch this right now. Give me a second. Where is that button? Share screen. Here we go. Sorry, guys. I'm doing it. Thank you. I, I the love how they circle. circled the bear. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the bear. In case, in case you don't know, there's multiple bears. It's a oh my god! Well, you can hear a guy yelling. Where's the yeah. guy? Where is this guy? That is the craziest shit I've ever seen. The guy is where he should be. Yeah. Inside. How do you let... Uh, I mean... How, you gotta just let those dogs go, you know? Like, I, I mean, hate to, good honor. Because be... she rushed in with zero hesitation or fear, which probably helped in the situation, you know? Where the bear was like, oh, not to be trifled with. Okay. Dude, and then she grabs straight... the dogs. He's you know? straight swatting at the dogs, and she just pushes them. I can't get over it. It's pretty badass, honestly. But there's probably, I mean, those the cubs ran away, yeah. so she could just like, what are the odds if she I'm does nothing that it keeps again. happening? Well, right, because you said, oh, if she does like, nothing, if the cubs had stuck around, I think that would have ended way differently. You the know bear comes saying? down and actually fights those dogs, but. Yeah, and you're right. The other ones lady. go away. Right. And see right. see how the I bear mean, turns point, for a second? It's like, yeah. okay, my babies are gone. Yeah, now it's gone. Oh, it yeah. comes back, though. Oh. It gets when up it on comes the wall. Back, it comes back it, up on the wall, but it's leaving. It's. I mean, ever since the dog showed up, that bear is leaving. Yes. And again, I think if, if the bear cubs <laughs> had stuck around, that lady would be dead right now. Yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want to you don't want to mess with that, but still this it's is the, super uh, fucking scary. Oh my god. I can't where, imagine. Where do you this think happening. this is? California I can tell somewhere. you. California. I'm Googling. I'm Googling. You can watch me Google. Oh yeah, we're watching it. That's like Northern California. Uh Bradbury, California. Uh why is why are the why do you let every dog into the backyard when there's a bear on the wall? I assume that they don't know there's a bear on the wall, but 
Yeah. Or maybe I mean, they knew there was a, a bear on the wall. Yeah. I don't know. Are we starting a conspiracy that the the bear, it's an inside job? They want the dogs dead? No, yeah. I think that no, bear no, was I, hired by Trump, probably. <laughs> I think they're just, I think it's it's just like, it's like a couple of bozo moves in a row. Yeah. That somehow ended fine. I like guess every, my question is fine, but like. Do, we, do either of you have dogs? You don't? No. No, have no, had no. in the past, not currently. Would you say your dog was in this situation? This is your yard and you saw this. What are you doing? Are you pushing it? No, no. Because I had my two dogs. I had a Rottweiler and I had a blue tick hound. And both of them, oh, I would so let they can handle, handle that their, situation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up with a, my parents only uh, adopted or bought whatever you call it, uh, chihuahuas <laughs> and Oof. like little little dogs. So I feel like those dogs would have been doomed. And I personally would not have put my life in danger for for those ones. But if any bear came after my dog that's in my house right now, I would throw some hands. Throw some I hands like, or throw some different. objects. That's I like different. to think. If a bear comes into your house, you're also in, in trouble. <laughs> <You have to laughs> Good point. Bear. Not just for your dog, but for yourself as well. I can't stop but watching this, this for <laughs> But I'm with you, Brett. Like a little dog, like what a little dog like that, I'd be sitting in watching through the door, being like, "Well, I hope that one of them doesn't get eaten." Yeah, and maybe trying to find a big enough rock. Right. To throw if the they're bear. not smart enough to not get killed by this bear, I'm not going to compound the situation by also not being smart enough to not get killed by that bear. Because exactly. what? Like, if that bear kills those dogs or that lady, how? Like, what's the what's the narrative then? The bears are out of control and we, you know, we need more guns in Northern California or whatever. Like the, like their narrative is just like now, like even now the lady was like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. No, yeah. Fuck yeah. You yeah. shouldn't have done that. The narrative is don't <laughs> mess with a bear, dude. She's got to do like PSAs now. She keeps doing interviews with all these news outlets. And every time she's like, you don't do what I did. You can't. Right. And I got it confused. The first time I, the first time I heard about it was, 17 year old pushes bear or whatever and i thought it was one of those uh, i thought it was going to be like one of those yellowstone bozos who doesn't know to not take pictures of them oh right right oh, like there was like a story a week before <laughs> yeah some lady was like just kept walking right at it <laughs> trying to <laughs> you can't ever figure it out the, like that they shouldn't have done that they shouldn't have let their dogs out there you got to check when you live in bear country you got to check and make sure there's no bear well, that's the other thing is like, you know, it looked like a fairly residential neighborhood, you yeah. know. Um, so if that bear is wandering through there with its cubs, something's got to be up with that bear. Like that bear really needs food or something like that's not normal, you know. So right. that's even more reason to stay away from that thing. Yeah, it's hungry or confused. Yeah. <laughs> or you or there are just too many goddamn bears. Or or the or everywhere the bear used to live has burned to the ground in the last five years. Which is every crazy. other place that it was ever able to go. Oh yeah. We haven't talked about the effect of all these forest fires on the bear population. They're gonna start, you know, uh, uh gentrifying neighborhoods now. They I mean they have to they gotta go somewhere. Yeah, they the woods, start moving the bear's gonna go. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood.
Man, if you could you imagine a bunch of bears on the A train? Forget <laughs> it. The A train's already a big enough pain in the butt to ride. I am not sharing it with bears trying to get to JFK. Well, it is it is Pride Month. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, the, I, you yeah, have to would imagine. be going that direction towards the beach. <laughs> I don't even know where the trains go. I just know it's Pride Month. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this Javi Baez clip? Yeah, let's follow one cub with another. This That's is the greatest baseball transition. play I've ever seen, Trey. I haven't seen this one. Okay. I Check hope this so. shit out. Can you full screen it? Baez hits it on the ground to third. Gonzalez. This is so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. You got to be No way. Me. No way. <laughs> you have gotta be right? kidding me. So Javi Baez. hits a ground ball to third. Keep going. Go. And then it, the throw Make goes to first. And he and so he backs up. He stops before he gets to first and he goes back to home plate. Which isn't anything. That isn't I know. a baseball play. That's there, the best part. There's two outs. So exactly. all, the, all the guy has to do is touch first base. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's two outs. That's <laughs> the thing most people didn't notice when this clip went viral. So it makes the whole thing like even more ridiculous. Yeah, watch this right. whole thing again. Yeah, so, you're right. All he had to do was touch first base. Where's right. that? They're, they're about to show the replay. Here. So right there at the third base, and he throws it over to first. And the throw pulls him from the bag. So Javi runs back. He's in. He's caught in a rundown between home and first. He's first. caught in a rundown that doesn't exist doesn't because exist. all he has to do is step on first. The first baseman's nobody, a total moron. And then, yeah. and then but even everybody. worse, he throws it to the catcher. But everybody's a total moron in this because yes. as soon as he starts running down the line, the second baseman should have been on first. Yes. The fact that first base wasn't being cut. The second baseman should have been at first the whole time screaming, throw it to me. Throw it to me. What are you doing? Throw it to me. Yeah. Are you fucking crazy? You're chasing him back to home? That isn't a thing. This is never, like, this is one of those things that has never happened before in the history of baseball. Boricua. There's no, there's no way for this to have happened. It's the most hilarious. The fact that he got to second yeah. and a runner from second scored. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's it's insane. And when you said a Javi Baez clip, I obviously assumed that it was some incredible fielding play that he made. Yeah, or a and steal not, not or that. a home run. He's on he's crushing it lately. The Cubs are actually briefly they're now in first place in their division. And so are the White Sox. I know it's early in the season and there's many more months to go, but uh the Cubs are on a hot streak. Troy told me this uh this stat where they, they won nineteen games in May. And they've only won 19 games in May eight times in, like, the history of the Cubs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds about right. Dude, I right. love Javi Baez. He is not just because he's Puerto Rican. But that's, that's I mean, he just he it. pulled four bases and a run out of a ground out. Yeah, and the, when he's trying, you could tell when he's running to first base, he's like, well, I'm out. Like, he's not running with conviction. And then his brain clicks as soon as he sees the first baseman running towards him. But he's yeah. probably even still not thinking about the guy running home from third at that point. He's just like, he well, totally I'm going to back is, up. He totally is because if you watch the clip, he he calls him safe. 
he makes the safe move. Did you see him do that? Yeah, yeah. Effort, After the yeah. ump called him, he also calls him safe. So he like he's just stalling, trying to see if that can. Because once the runner scores, if it's still a force play, yeah, and they force him at first, does that run count? If it crosses, if if they score before, no, dude. If, no, no, it's a it's no, a, no, no. It's a force out at first. So I was if, gonna say all they had to do the whole time, even after the run scored, is just was touch step on the bag, and it's yeah, over. I really, I and the run that doesn't they count. Had just yeah. stepped on first. Now, yes. if they get him out when he tries to get to second on that bad throw, the run still counts. Agreed. <laughs> or yes, if they tag true. him, yes, the run still counts. But if they <laughs> force him at first, it yes. doesn't count. But he once he got yeah exactly once he got past <laughs> that the, once he got past first the run counted correct and then he gets to second base yeah because the second baseman wasn't covering first and then dropped the throw he totally touched <laughs> boob dude when he shouldn't have even been in the ballpark <laughs> right it's the best oh, oh my god so it's good. the best video. It's the second best video I've seen all week. The first best video is hopefully queued up. Which one is that? I'm buying a hobby IG video. Jersey. I sent you. As soon as we get done with this, I'm getting online and ordering a bias jersey. Yeah, you got to yeah. get a pullover royal blue throwback if they make them. Word. I got it pulled up for you. All right, this, guy. Now, this is my favorite video. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff loves this video. Here we I've go. turned it into a ringtone. It's now it's now the <laughs> alarm. the The audio track is what wakes me up. Okay, here I we go. I've seen this one either. Your man might have the Star Wars Lego set Death Star, but can he chug a sparkling water and not burp? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. He's so he's all everything about this is so funny. It's so weird cuz it's almost like wait cuz for a second I was like, wait a minute. Is this staged? But there's no way that could be staged. No, that's what I thought too. I I said that to Jeff and he told me I'm joyless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely staged in that he knows he's being filmed. Right. Well, yes, he's filming it himself, so there's always that. But what? Uh, here, let's break it down. I think I can actually make it full. Does did it just go full? Because full. it seems no, like it just, he's gonna. Uh, it's still in the Instagram. Doesn't go full. Oh, I see. Right. Because when he does the wait a second thing, it seems like that stage and he's planning on doing something else. And then he turns around and smacks. The I door, just don't. Does not, it, that's the reason I, I think it's really fake happened. is because I drink so much fucking seltzer every day and I feel like I could chug it. No problem. Jeff then says I it. shouldn't do it right now because I'll spit it all over my keyboard, but I'll go yeah, get I think, one. I think you'll barf your thing, but I also <laughs> don't think that you can just chug a, a can of sparkling water. Also, the fact that you're a different person than this is a huge <laughs> clue that you're different people <laughs> and that it would have a different effect. The fact that this is a child <laughs> uh, has an effect on it. The fact, like, I think he knows that what I think, he, I, yeah, I think you like the Star Wars job. I think he knows that it's not a real comparison that he's like, he's like, like the first part, your, your man owns a Star Wars Lego Death Star set. But can he chug a whole sparkling water without burping? Uh, 
I think he knows that that like I think he thinks that's dumb. I don't think he thinks that's a real, uh, like, the, like I don't think he thinks those are equivalent. Yes. Right. Uh, but I. Yeah, I but also, I don't. The fact that he very clearly thinks he's gonna die before finishing the can of seltzer water <laughs> makes me think he doesn't know that's going to happen. Well, in the way he held his chest, it's like we all know that feeling. It's like you yeah. get a bubble. Oh, the way bubble gut, too big, yeah, right there in the middle of your chest. And here, it, let's watch oh, it again, dude. It'll it hurts for sure. It hurts so much. Yeah, your man might have the Star Wars Lego set Death Star, but can he chug a sparkling water and not burp? <laughs> I love the little head nod, like them. So mm, sad. Boy. sad. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. It just gets so funny. I don't. I don't. Um. I don't think he thought that 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 like doing that was he was going to be cool, but I do. But I also right. don't think that he thought he was going to die. Like I do. I think it was staged in that he was doing. He was making a joke. But then it went wrong. Yes. Like I those, agree with the that. people that try to eat cinnamon or whatever, and that doesn't work. Like, this is, it's just like that. I like to think that when he started a burp right at the end, that it's like when you let a balloon go and it just shoots everywhere, that that's what happened to his head. And that's why he hit the garage door. <laughs> it blew his body into the. Prank. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what do I, oh my gosh, what do I do? It's so funny. Yeah, and the tone on the burp is really solid. That's a that's monstrous. It, it, yeah, it's the tone of the burp and then the bang against the garage door right face. after the other. Face yeah. on the garage door. Oh my god. This is I'm telling I can send you the audio. Like I'll send you the audio clip. You can set it on your phone. I made it a ringtone, right. but I don't know how to load it on mm. onto my phone to be a ringtone, but I know how to make it into so I wake up with him going with him saying um, the thing about the Death Star Lego kit. And then there's a little bit of space where I could like start to wake up before there's more loud noise. And then there's all of that at the end where I just start laughing. Oh my God. What do I do? <laughs> Bam. Right. I'm awake and laughing. I've got like the blood's flowing. My, I'm alert. <laughs> I'm trying to find these other, um, tiktok videos that i want to show you ever seen this kid it's a he's like a probably a college kid he does these little tiktok reviews where he drinks an entire 12 pack of something and then does a review of it um like and it oh gets so fucking blasted yeah 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 yeah. uh there's one where he drinks tiktok that or uh where he drinks four loco that really got me he drank 12 Uh, four locos yeah dude he basically like it's crazy i'm trying to find it Hold Nobody you should think, do that. You think this thing's fake? That guy's got that guy's in the hospital. Oh, it's not fake. Like you can watch this guy get you watch this guy age like five years and six months by doing these oh, videos. Man. So it's, it's like hilarious. Watching, it's like when you yeah. did the first few seasons of Man versus Food, and you're like, oh, yes. they gotta get a different guy for this. This guy, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did get a different guy for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, here we go. I found it. Hold on. <laughs> He's not Here's gonna be the, medically. This is cleared. this is the first one yeah. I ever saw. And I think it's his first one. All right, guys, welcome back to Rusty Ranks Beers, where I pick a brand, drink 12 of them, and then give it a score. Today we got Pabst Blue Ribbon. All right, guys, 
our foreign. Um, it's really good pooping beer, uh, but we'll keep you posted after the eighth one. All right, guys, right in. Uh, we're loving what we're seeing. We had a little drink. Yeah, but Chris is wondering why he hasn't gotten paid yet. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge later, but uh, we'll keep you up to that for 12. All right, guys, uh, we're 12 in. Uh, we're loving what we're seeing. It's America's beer. Not much else to say about it. A little bit high in alcohol content, which, which the boys are loving. But uh, other than that, it's about it. It's America's beer. It's going to be a 8.4 from me. <laughs> so there's another guy there, too? Well, that that's just in the first one. I think sometimes there's another guy. But here's how this guy looks now. I'm trying to find the Four loco one. Because I know he gets absolutely All right, guys. Welcome back to Rusty Gang Spears, where I pick a brand, drink 12 of them, and then give it a score. Today we got tweets. Oh, this is All right, guys. Tea. We're four in. Uh, these are the drinks you asked for uh, when you're a sophomore in high school and you don't know the name of any other alcohol. Uh, but other than that, not much else to report. I'll keep you posted after the eighth one. All right, guys. We're eight in. Uh, let it be known that after eight tweets, your MLB The Show skills will go down drastically. Uh, but other than that, Honestly, feeling pretty good. A little sugary. Uh, we'll keep posted after the 12th one. All right, guys, we're 12 in. Uh, this is kind of a cowpoke beer. You know, like, you're uh, you're lonesome but happy. Uh, you're rich but you're broke. Um, and Lord knows, you know, um, I'm just a cowpoke. This is Twisted Tea. It's going to be a 6.2 for me. 6.2 after an 8.4 for Pabst Blue Ribbon. So oh, what's the most I... recent one? Uh, the most recent one is this one. I'm, I still can't find the four local. All right, guys. Right. Welcome back to Rusty Rank Spears, where I pick a brand, drink 12 of them, and then give it a score. Today we got Mickey Seltzers. All right, guys. We're four in. Uh, a little underwhelming so far. Some good flavors in there, but uh, not much else to report. Keep posted after the eighth one. All right, guys. We're eight in. Uh, love what we're seeing. It's a bit of a Frodo Baggins beer, if you will. Uh, we're going to hit this pregame down at Mordor. Um, and then we're going to finish the rest of the four of them. We'll see you then. All right? Take it easy. All right, guys. We're 12 in. Uh, we've expelliarmus some beers down our throat. Uh, we're watching the Half-Blood Prince. Half-Far Blood is uh, Mickey Seltzer's right now. Uh, Dobby's pulling up later. It's going to be a good time. You guys should pull up. Uh, but other than that, pretty decent beer. All right, guys, Mickey Seltzer's. This is going to be a 6-7 for me. Super specific score. All right, guys, welcome back to Rusty Ranks Beer. Um, <laughs> just so we're clear, if you weren't watching and just listening, those were Michelob Ultra Seltzer's. Yeah, they weren't Mickey's Big Mouth. Yeah, they were not Mickey's. I wanted to make that clear. Dude, that uh, is awesome i didn't get the frodo thing i did get the mordor thing but they're going yeah. to mordor and then he just randomly invites everybody to stop by <laughs> he starts bringing up harry potter yeah man oh wait i found the four loco one. Oh, great Let's this is the best it. one this is the best one i just want to see the difference oh, man. okay hold on i gotta get this full screen this is beautiful yeah, it's amazing that anybody could get through 12 Four Locos. There's no way, without puking is, at least. This is fucked up. 
So this is in the middle before right, he guys, starts back to before he starts exercising more. <laughs> yeah, he does look a little bloated in this one. Today we got the lethal four loco. Alright guys, we're four in. Uh, I'm as drunk as I normally would be after the end of the review. Uh, they taste horrible, but they make you feel amazing. Um, I will keep posted after the eighth one. Alright guys, uh, we're eight in. This is drunks of urban after eight of them. These are 14%. Put me on my damn keister. Uh, I've pigeons aren't real. Um, keep us after um, the um, darkness. Um, don't, don't, don't drink 12 of these. It's not, it's not fun. Um, no one's gonna find in trouble. And then, after, and then after that, um, it's not, it's don't, don't do it. All right, guys, welcome. So he doesn't even rate him. His ultimate rating is never do this. The yeah. viral tweet above it just says, Four Loco put Rusty in the phantom zone. <laughs> Someone did it. Here's the side-by-side. -side. Look at the side-by-side. -side. Rusty's aged like 10 years since he started making these videos. They're killing him, but there's no living if you're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm still nope. not getting on TikTok, but that is great. I mean, he's that's so, the best thing I've ever so seen. He's so drunk like after four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's immediately drunk after four. Can barely talk at at eight, and at twelve, he's just can't have the lights on and is very somber. Yeah, after right. four, he looks like the guy that you see at the bar where you're like, oh, they're about to kick that guy out of this bar. <laughs> like he can't be in this bar yeah, anymore. Yeah. There's no way. The guy at the, the guy at this show that was in the parking lot drinking? Yes. And can't believe he gets to see his favorite comedian? It's, yeah. <laughs> and he lasts two minutes during the, his favorite right? comedian. He doesn't, he doesn't even he make it through out. my set. Yeah. You, have, you guys ever been kicked out of a, of a concert? I'm not going to even say comedy show. I, I'll uh -huh. offer my story. is I've no. been kicked out of a couple venues, but the most interesting... I, I got kicked out of a Black Keys show. That was like uh, a law palooza. White stripe shirt. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. You can't have was that it? here, right? <laughs> no ebony and ivory here. Yeah, I was like, I think I was in high school, but I, I think I don't know what the deal was. It was a law palooza after show, um, and I probably got in with a fake ID saying I was over twenty one. But that's not even why I got kicked out. It, I um, I was smoking a one hitter during the first song. The first song that they were coming out to and immediately got a security flashlight in my eyes and kicked out of the show. One show song. At the Black Keys at the Metro. Oh, Black Keys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really? Brutal. Yeah. And they were like nice in that. Like, I was worried, you know, this is when weed was illegal. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to call the cops? What's happening? They basically just, uh, you know, kicked me out. And they didn't even I don't even think they took my hitter. They just said, leave. Which was, I guess, nice. But I, I've been kicked Boy, out of there. So, yeah. Go ahead. Have, like security, constant security are bitches, man. They, yeah. I saw him, I saw him hassle like a 20 year old at the, at a Weezer show. And they took uh, his weed and scared the fuck out of him. These were like state troopers. Uh, scared I hate the fuck that. out of this kid. And then, and I was 20 feet away smoking a joint. And right. they didn't come up to me. And then later, uh, they, later, I was smoking another joint. 
and they and then I like I look over and they're standing right next to me. And they and they say something like they say something like, Do you smell do you smell weed? Like they say it to me. And I was like, Yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people out here. Let's go to hit it again. And they fucking don't take anything from me. They don't, but this was like three years ago or whatever. So I wasn't 20. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was they they they'll fuck with a fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was going to an Arctic monkey show in high school and got caught like trying to bring in a one hitter and i was like you know mortified and that was i got the cool employee who like basically didn't care and just said it's fine but i've also had the opposite happen where they just take it and throw it right in a garbage can or something this was before you learned about your your socks yeah this is before i learned about my socks well i think once you learn about socks you're all set sometimes actually one of them was they got it from my socks some security people you know they know what, what they know what's happening. And they went at a concert and they at a concert. Much trouble down your socks down yes. there. I've had that happen oh, before. Dude, I've been really? to thousands, probably a thousand or more concerts. So the odds are of that happening, you know, are higher for me, I guess. But it has happened a few times. But I now mean, in the days, the odds of, are the same. You've just been to a lot more concerts, so it's come up more. Yes, that's what yeah. I meant. Thank you. Um, <laughs> right. Nobody's yeah, ever touched had, my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had more situations like Jeff, you know, where it's like if you I, right, a security guard is going to mess with a younger kid, because if you walk up to a security guard or stand next to him in a certain way where you clearly where they understand that you clearly know that they are no kind of authority figure, really, essentially. Right. 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 They know their audience. And you also, right. but you're also, you're also clearly demonstrating that you are not a problem version of whatever it is they're trying to run down. Like right. I'm standing there by myself on the lawn, smoking a joint, watching this band. Like you could do whatever you're going to do, but it doesn't, it's not going to change anything. You're not right. making the situation safer for anybody. By taking I, yeah. my joints. I <laughs> yeah. saw Weezer one time on the uh, Red Album tour. So that was like 2008. And a uh, memorably great show with a memorably very bad opener. It was the guy from Blink-182's other band <laughs> called oh, wow. Angels and Airwaves. Oh. I think the, the guy, Tom oh, DeLong, who's like the UFO alien guy now. Oh, um, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he was much. the lead singer of this band. And it was one of the worst sets of music I've ever had to endure. But uh, Weezer was good. Fun I, if I was if I was in Weezer, I would sprinkle in a couple of songs. Like, imagine if they imagine if you're at a Weezer show and they just start playing Santa Monica. And how many people would leave that show think being like, I didn't know that I forgot this was Weezer. Like if they did like Santa Monica is that Everclear song. Yeah. Or they yeah, play, dude. or they play like a cake song, and then people are just like, "Wait a second, I thought this was, I forgot this. This is a Weezer too. Oh, all right." And then they just go on, like, you could just do that, and like, it would be. I think you should do that. I think every band should do that. They should play you- whoever they get confused with a little bit. They should play one of their songs, just to fuck with the with the uh, part timers in the crowd. Yeah, man. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially since Weezer's been playing a bunch of covers recently, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah, man, just throw in whatever. Right. Like, what? It wasn't it like, 
isn't Toto doing like Buddy Holly now? Well, I think that started. Yeah, it started with them doing Africa, right? Weezer doing Africa. Yes, yes, that's. Well, dude, I've I've had like I have a Rocky Top shirt, you know, that I'll wear, and I've had more than one person come up to me and be like, "Oh, dude, are you a fish fan?" Y'all was just about to. I was just gonna ask you the same question. I was like, "What are you talking (laughs) about, dude?" Like, I didn't even know Fish covered that song, but it was like. Oh, hot damn. If you're into fish, you have, you maybe ought to know music history a little more than like, how could you think that Rocky Top is a fish song? That song has been around forever. Yeah, so like fish. the Black Keys just put out. Yeah, true. The Black Keys just put out a whole album of like jazz, or, you know, stand like blues standards like yeah. that they're covering and making their own. And I feel like 90 percent of people buying it just think it's a new Black Keys album. But it's like, no, those are all old blues songs. These are not written by the Black Keys. But yeah. Right. One would argue that's what they've been doing the whole time. Yes. Well, they have. Like they're this is more this like like one of my favorite of their albums, their first uh Chula Homa EP was basically what this album is, which is just them doing their version of bluesy shit. And then they fucking lost the plot and you know, they were by the the show I got kicked out of that I was talking about. That was when they were a two piece band. It was just Dan Orbach and Patrick Carney. This was like way back, and wow. since they like they hit it big with that one album, and then they got a full band behind them and made a bunch of albums I don't like. But uh, Wait, did the you early learn, stuff. Did you straight, learn your lesson? You got for smoking weed. Until, you got to wait till four or five songs have been played, and a lot oh. of weed has been smoked. Yeah, no, I did in learn my room. lesson. It 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 in. And inform the rest of my life, and I don't. I've yeah. never been kicked out for weed since. So I guess that's. A, I've never been a kicked nice out story. of a show. I can't believe it. The amount, no. the amount I drink. Oh, the amount that I've. I, I don't drink even drink concerts. anymore, and I, I never did to a point where you'd think I get kicked out of a show. I got kicked out of a Umphreys McGee show in Boston, uh, at the House of Blues, which is a joke among jam band fans. It is called the House of Rules because people in all house of blues across the country are constantly kicked out for petty things. Uh, I got kicked out because I was holding a beer and I didn't have a wristband, even though I was of age to drink. I was like 25 or 26 at the time. And uh, the guy was an asshole and I was an asshole back. And he said, get the fuck out of here. And he kicked me out of the show that I flew on a plane to get to that show. It was ridiculous, but yeah, luckily the guys in the band, <laughs> the keyboardist in the band follows me on Twitter. So I was able to connect with him at set break and he let me back in the back door. Oh, so it, incredible. it ended up being a fun night for like a lot of reasons, but it was still horseshit. And I got to flick off the security guard who kicked me out as the show was ending, as I secretly was back in there. It was yeah. a lo- so like fun night, but fuck the House of Blues. You've yeah. never been kicked I mean- out of a show. Neither of you. No, I got warned at a hockey game a couple times for for just being drunk. No, not even being drunk, just yelling stuff. Uh, <laughs> they said it was profanity. They said somebody had complained. Um, oh, but we were sitting it's right a next to the game. penalty. I know exactly, and it was an AHL game. It was the Houston Arrows, and our tickets were right next to the penalty box. So I was, of course, you know, heckling the the dudes that got thrown into the penalty box. You're in the right here, and yeah. I know you know it. <laughs> no, totally. I and I was so baffled by it because they came down and they did the whole, 
hey, somebody complained and they marked they physically marked my ticket and they were like, if we oh my God. come back and talk to you again, then we're gonna kick you out. And I was like, this is absurd. Like, do you understand if I told this story to people anywhere else in the hockey world, I would get laughed at. They'd be like, are you kidding me? There's that that doesn't happen at a hockey game. Right. You're you you're allowed to punt. You should have fought that guy. Well, <laughs> I was gonna be like, well, because the, the excuse was somebody here with kids complained, and it was like, well, it's a school night, man. What are they doing here? Like, no, dude, hockey, hockey. That is game, such a I'm part sure. of hockey culture that yeah. my college, uh, University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, had a hockey team, and <clears throat> I was not on the hockey team, but I was on a. Uh, a registered student organization, an RSO, a club, if you will, that was called the Harassing Illini. And, and their entire job was to do oppo research on the hockey team opponents of the week and like find weaknesses to yell at them. So like if if you if you knew the goalie <laughs> on the other team got like dumped that week, you'd like yell his girlfriend's name at him or some shit. Like this was intense personal <laughs> harassment stuff. yeah so like that's all, all i say all that to say hockey that's kind of a part of the whole thing well opposite end of the spectrum uh we go to a bunch of uh knoxville minor league hockey games too and my dad's buddy has tickets that are right behind the visiting team's bench and the way that arena is set up is the the first row is raised so you're actually sitting right above the glass level for the bench so when you're yelling at these guys they can hear you like oh yeah no doubt about it you're not having to yell through glass yes so i there i've had guys turn around and like be like come on you want to fight and stuff like that and to the point where the one of the co-owners of the knoxville team actually came up to me and my dad in between periods and he was like hey man i just wanted to thank you guys for coming out you know <laughs> it's fun when we have actually knowledgeable hockey yeah, fans thanks here, for you know? riling up our boys yeah man <laughs> so That's it was great. pretty funny that you have you know almost get kicked out in houston but in knoxville the owner of the team is like hey thanks for coming yeah you would have made you would have been a great harassing illini yeah man I'll, I mean, this I thing about the harassing line, <laughs> I can't get behind that. It's pretty fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure that's something that does not, could not exist today and probably doesn't exist today. But I well, do have a I t-shirt mean, that the, says harassing line. The operative line word is shouldn't. It shouldn't exist today. Yes. Whether it does or not, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have existed then. That's crazy. <laughs> I think it, I don't know what it started as. But it definitely morphed into what I described it as. Like that's the operative example I remember well, is someone saying like... you would learn that the goalies bro- got broken up with, and you'd yell at him about it. And I was like, okay. Well, that's that what people fun. always like. Players, like pro sports players, I've heard a couple of them say that about the Philly fans. Like that's what's brutal about the Philly fans is no, they, get they do personal. their homework. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they'll start saying stuff about your family, and you're like, how do they know my daughter's name? <laughs> It's, it is fucked up. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like yeah. I, I repent another, for my time uh, in a harassing Illini. That brings us to another of the week's topics is poor fan behavior. There's been a lot of it going on. At yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen at baseball games because uh, everyone's already everyone's asleep already. But at... <laughs> 
what happened at the Yankees game. game a couple weeks ago? What happened at the right? Yankees game? They started throwing baseballs on the field. Why oh, do they man. all have baseballs? Because it was probably baseball giveaway night or something. Yeah, probably something well, like that. They should have learned not to give away baseballs. <laughs> totally. Can't I'm, give away I'm anything anymore. with that. But they can't. But when you throw popcorn or Russell Westbrook or a water bottle at Kyrie Irving or racial epithets at John Morant's family. And then there was another guy who oh, just jumped wrong. on the court and got tackled and arrested. Yeah. Yep. No, like, like yeah, you should you should expect to get a player come up and, and try to punch you in the face. Dude, it's like that old hockey clip of uh what's his nuts for the Bruins, where he actually climbed up in the stands and started beating that guy with his own shoe. <laughs> or or Ron Artest. If it, it feels like it's it's strange how in the last let's say month, um prevailing opinions. Like it would have been crazy to be like Ron Artest was correct until like two weeks ago. Now you don't you like nobody thinks he was correct, but nobody thinks it's insane anymore either. Right. Right. Like like my whole life, nobody ever was like publicly pro Palestine. And now people are like, wait a second, this is fucked up. Yes. <laughs> and it's, the window and, has shifted. Right. So you got you got this thing where it's like you finally you finally looked at it from the from the other side's point of view, right? So the whole time you're thinking about Ron Artest, you're thinking about how it's fucked up that he ran up there, just right. He hits the wrong guy, blah blah blah. But as soon as as soon as something happens where you start thinking about it from the player's perspective, and you're like, oh wait a second, it's not that, like it's not that out of line. Like he probably shouldn't have been suspended for a whole season. No, like the no. fact that the fact that. Like, I don't even remember what happened to the fans in attendance that night, if anything. If there was any punishment levied at them at all. Like, did the guy yeah, throw like, the beer? Was he banned for life? Well, and that's the thing is, like, he probably wasn't even... It was probably he bought the ticket from a season ticket holder or something, you know? Right, right. Like, it's, it's very easy. Like, that's why it's so hard to, like, actually enforce those lifetime bans. The, the guy that threw the water bottle? Like, the guy that threw the water bottle, fuck that guy. Cause that's the that's the reason why we can't have fucking lids. Yeah. Like so, I gotta carry around a no lid water bottle at a basketball game because this fucking dipshit guys like that. And I listen to um, uh, sometimes I, I listen to Bill Simmons podcast about basketball, and it's it's hard to say because Simmons is like not. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but it was well. I got a couple when of I first other basketball listening podcasts. To podcast, for there was a. When I first started listening to podcasts, there was only three that I even fucking knew about. Like this was like pre Mark Marin. And right. it was his Jimmy Pardo's and Benson's Douglas movies. Those were the only three podcasts I listened to for like two years. And I just can't shake it. But also it's like it's fascinating how his takes keep getting worse and how he's like turned into like a celebrity who likes celebrities. Like so some of that is fascinating. And he argued simultaneously that behavior across the board has gotten worse, that the pandemic and that because of online discourse and stuff, the general human behavior has gotten worse for everybody. But you can't judge all these fans based on the action of that one guy. Those are competing ideologies. And he does them both at the same time. This is just one guy. People people say Boston fans are terrible, but this is just one guy that does it. Meanwhile, 
uh, social media, people's respect for other people's at an all time low. So which is it? Is it one guy or is it everybody is bad? Uh, like that was his that was his argument about like his like the his take on that behavior was two, two diametrically opposed <laughs> right. ideas. <laughs> two opposing I think he's take. right. He I think he's, just well, and you know he's what? Like he's half right. Too. Yeah, he's half right. <laughs> I think people did forget how to act in public. I don't think that's true. I think that people I for the I think that for the most part I think that it's Look, I think that guy would have done people, this before. Yeah. No, terrible people have gotten worse. That's the that's what's happened. There yes. aren't more terrible people. It is that the terrible people have gotten worse. They have become emboldened. They have become empowered to act out. So regular people are still regular people. The general public is still fine. But the worst the worst we have to offer are worse than they were 10 years ago or five years ago or 30 years ago. Right. Saying we forgot how to act is not the right word. It's not forgot. It's just we haven't been around people socially, so it's going to take us a minute. But well, like right. you said, so you, that's so a you completely different your, set of people. You give in to your impulses a little easier. Cause you're not used to, you're not used to not doing that. When you're at home, you can throw your fucking water bottle wherever you want. It's funny so to now s- your impulse, your impulse yeah. control is lower. So when you're a dickhead and you yes. can't control yourself, you yell things at John Moran's family, or you throw a popcorn on Russell, Russell Westbrook. When you're me and your impulses get out of control, you have four too many cores. <laughs> right. Not, right. Or like I'll yell something about that player personally, like but not about their family or something, but never at a right. sporting event has it ever entered my brain to like pick up something and chunk it at a player ever. I mean, imagine having the time and energy to find out the name of Russell Westbrook's kids. <laughs> if they're not also named Russell Westbrook, I'm not even going to come close. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's how little effort you're gonna put into it. Of course, right? You would this... just yell, "Russ Junior sucks too." Right? You just yell <laughs> something like that. Like, and if his name happens to be Russ Junior, then boom, you nailed it. And if it isn't, he gets it. He gets the idea. I mean, his kid. <laughs> Your kid sucks. <laughs> if you have a kid, if you don't have a kid, never mind. It's right? not Your just you. <laughs> it's not just the NBA, or like, it's not just any one thing. It's like airlines. Multiple airlines have stopped serving booze this week or month or whatever because so many people are wilding out on airlines on airplanes too like fighting flight attendants and refusing to wear masks and fighting each other i think so what what jeff is saying is right the terrible have been emboldened Mm -hmm. and they're in the they're in the friendly skies terrible people are allowed to do whatever that's what like that's that is why you vote for trump that is that is his appeal it's not his policies or, or what, you know, it's not anything that he brings to the table other than uh, absolution to behave in any way you see fit, right? Whatever you feel like doing. Those people actually believe that they could walk up to a woman and grab them by the pussy and nothing should happen to them. Right. They actually believe that they could storm the Capitol and not get in trouble. (laughs) And you know what? For the most part, they're they're generally right. They they mostly are right. Yeah, a few yeah. are getting uh, uh, right. A trouble. few hundred have been arrested, but there was more. You know, there was thousands of people there. Yeah, I mean, but there there's no way they could arrest all those people. 
I'm sure there is. I they mean, got, they can they can track them all down. They all trespassed. I mean, so you can no, get, right? But that would take them forever. They're not they're not going to put the man hours into that. You're no, right. I know, they I know, could, but they're not even going to put the man hours into finding out who gave them tours. No, and that's right. the thing. That's the thing that's like that. The problem is, is you got to go like go after the leaders. And but they're not going to do that. That's I mean, that's just it's like the Simmons take of everyone. Nobody knows how to behave. And this was just one dickhead. It's the same argument of it's like counterfactuals or where counterfactual is not the right word. But it's the same idea of it's ideologically inconsistent in the same way that when the, the Republicans say that Antifa stormed the Capitol, but we don't want to investigate. it. So yes. if it's if one it. of these is true. Only one of these could be true. Like if you're following like the so if it was Antifa, then wouldn't you want to investigate it? Wouldn't you love to investigate it and show that it was Antifa and prove that Antifa is real? Wouldn't you love wouldn't that be the only thing you wanted to do? But they're not doing it because they know they're lying. I wonder why. Yeah, Antifa is not an actual, you know, it's not a thing like that. It's not an organization. It doesn't have leaders. And the reason why it doesn't have leaders is because they killed all of them in the 60s. Hot so damn, dude. people know better. <laughs> yep. People on the left and progressive, like actual, not, not liberals, not Democrats, but actual leftist progressives know better than to have leaders. Yeah, it's I mean, small. we... No, yeah, we talked about this, like, you know, boomers are taking a real hit right now, and it's like, dude, take it easy on the boom. First off, Call boom actual boomers the boomers. Don't call any other generation boomers. And then also take into consideration that these poor people, first off, most of their dads were in World War II. <laughs> yeah. And every leader that came up during their lifetime was killed by our government. Well, it was it was killed by other boomers. So let's not yeah. let's not give them a clear pass. Okay? <laughs> all right. all right. they, they also fair. They they also are the only generation in the history of the world to, uh, like, de they demonstrably want uh, uh, preceding generations' lives to be worse. They act in a way to make the next like everybody's always wanted the next generation to have a better life until boomers came along. Now they're mad if you want a better life. They're mad at you. You're a pussy bitch. For wanting to have fucking being able to go to college or whatever. Like these motherfuckers, it costs $600 a semester for my yeah. dad to go to college. And he and he wouldn't sign my financial aid papers because he he thought that it was I was trying to get a student loan for $600 a semester. It didn't even occur to his fucking tiny brain that <laughs> college cost more in 1997 than it did in 19 fucking 58. Dude, and I, thought, still, I well, found I mean, out five years ago that he thought it was 600 bucks a semester, and that's why he didn't sign the papers. Because wow, he just didn't dude. think you needed that little? Well, why would you like, need a loan? Like, for $600? I see. I he, see. Was a, I he was see. able to bartend. He just bartended at night. It's like, yeah, I could fuck it. If it was 600 bucks a semester, I could come up with 600 bucks a semester. Dude, I had financial aid that that covered uh, my tuition, but I still had to work to cover books and rent and just. No, I mean, I could have, um, I could have gone know. the next year or whatever, but I didn't turn eighteen in time to sign it myself. And right. by the next year, I was already uh, just working. Like I just had to work to fucking continue to exist. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. Uh, That's what happens. I didn't want to stop it. I couldn't like, I couldn't even fathom. What what would happen to my life if I stopped 
that perpetual motion of like just getting by. So that's how they get you, dude. Stuck in whatever. The I mean, they're just they're you know you're a slave. So I don't like. Do you, I don't want to give the boomers a pass because they've done nothing to make them like. I understand it must have been rough to have a dad go to World War II, but you don't have to. You don't have to be the same kind of asshole. No, but again, I think it was a small, you know, a small percentage. I think uh, uh, the majority of them were, you know, on board with the civil rights movement and all that stuff. And then it just well, one a majority by one, is tough. I mean, that know. shit, that shit all scraped by. I don't know that it's a majority, but it was, it was maybe in that fifty percent plus one. But from my own, like from my own, I I have a feeling that this is like from your from your perspective and your experience growing up, the boomers in your life were probably on that on the on the better half of it. The boomers in my life were not. They were all against all of it. Fair cop. They all they all, you know, they you know, Martin well, Luther I mean- King was a communist and Malcolm X was a fucking radical. Like like a violent extremist. Like these are things that I've heard said by the boomer, like you know, the generation ahead of me in my family. Oh yeah, see, I've never heard anybody say that. Like it was a, it was weird. It was a weird thing. Like I didn't realize till my thirties. It didn't dawn on me where I was finally like, oh wait a minute. Like my dad didn't go to high school with black kids, and and I brought it up to him, and I was like, hey, you didn't go to school with black kids, huh? And he was like. No, you know, they lived around, but they all got bust over to the other side of town. And I was like, well, what are they? And he's like, yeah, no, I know. I mean, we knew that that was weird, but it was, you know, at the time you're in high school or whatever. So what are you going to do? You know, there's not much you could do about it, you know? Yeah, it's just your normal then. Yeah. And I mean, I never thought about it either because, you know, my mom grew up in Connecticut and she's Puerto Rican. So, of course, she went to school with a bunch of everything, you know, it wasn't an issue. Right, right. So, right. should we talk but about yeah, so movie? I think you are right jeff yeah <laughs> that, that that it seems like the right the people in my life weren't like that you know yeah yeah mine is mine is very decidedly did not that they would my dad told me that like in the town that he grew up in they had a lot of like migrant workers on the farms and they just it was just an unwritten rule that they had to be out of town by sundown. And in that, it was just like he just tells me this like it's like, yeah, the sundown town, like whatever. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you don't see how that's fucked up. And he's like, well, that's just where they lived. And you're like, Whoa, what? Wow. You're crazy. Like, how do you how old do you have to be before you say? But then there's then there's also like, I guess it's just like the way you react to it, like. Some people are are just designed to fucking take whatever and just agree with it and believe it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, I was much more inclined to think my dad was wrong and then work out why later. Uh, it just, <laughs> yeah. I just got lucky in that. Uh, well, lucky that that worked that out difficult. for you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that <laughs> difficult to work out why for a lot of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can sort it out, <laughs> be like, oh, this is why it's all fucking selfish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's. Yeah, do, uh, we have, do we have movie talk or do we want to? Let's. You want a movie game? We can oh, do it. Yeah, let's play that movie game. Let's play the movie game. I was going to mention uh, I saw The Conjuring 3 uh, that comes out on HBO Max and in theaters on Friday. 
Um, I'm not going to waste time on this podcast talking about that because I have a whole podcast about horror movies called the New Flesh Podcast. And this week we'll be talking all about Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Well, we're gonna, um, we're, we will talk about it on this podcast, but not for two weeks. We'll give you two weeks to watch yeah. it because it'll be on HBO. We for got two the weeks. two week buffer. That's right. We got the buffer. Right, we don't want to we don't want to spoil it, but we are going to talk about it a little bit because the conjurings are the scariest ones. Yeah. It's conjuring. The I don't the fuck devil. With the devil. J- Jeff doesn't fuck with the devil. He also, <laughs> I'm assuming, doesn't fuck with the, the quiet place. Did you have you seen the quiet place? Oh, no. A quiet place. That? That one Quiet is, Place um, Two came out last just week. Came out, right? Yeah, it, it made it set the box office on fire. The box office is finally back in a way that feels normal, like pre-pandemic normal. Uh, Quiet Place, Quiet Place Two made fifty-seven million opening weekend. Uh, oh, right, and if right. yeah, and if you look at the most updated numbers, let's see, it is all the way up to sixty. Five million dollars now. Uh, it made an so extra hundred million this weekend. Um, it is likely to break a hundred million. I would say in like a week or a week or two, probably. The horror movies are generally very top heavy uh, at the box office. They do really well opening weekend and then drop like eighty percent the second weekend. Um, I think this one will do better than that uh, because a there's hasn't been anything to see in theaters for so long. And uh, this movie kind of lends itself to be, you know, to be seen in a theater. Uh, The first one I saw opening night in Union Square with a sold out crowd. And you'd think they'd be loud and obnoxious, but it was actually a great experience. Everyone was like dead silent, the entire very quiet movie. Um, So, I mean, I definitely I saw the first one and I'll see this one. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's why I think that it's not going to drop like. You're using the same. You're using the same numbers because it's a because we're post panda with the opening weekend numbers. But it's still there. There are still states that haven't like Ohio didn't drop their uh, their countermeasures or whatever until yeah. yesterday. Right. So yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to hold like, a little better than a movie like this normally would. I do think it will cross a hundred domestic. Where another movie that made this much opening weekend you know, might top out before then. I do think it will make a lot of money. Uh, I think The Conjuring will do less good because it's not, uh, it's, you know, first of all, it's on, it's on HBO. That's kind of it. But the the franchise has performed well uh, so far. And I just am curious to see how this one does, especially with the HBO thing. Because um, the first ones were like, the first two, obviously, the first one was so big that they spawned a franchise that now spawns uh, spans like eight movies, including The Conjurings and The Annabelles and The yeah. Nun. So uh, I- I'm curious to see how Conjuring does this weekend. I believe the first one did 41 million opening weekend and um, The Conjuring 2 opened with. Let's see how much in America it opened with 40 million. So if it does anywhere near 40, it's right on par with the other two. I don't think it'll get that high because of the HBO thing. Uh, But let's just play a movie game. This is a blockbuster board game, uh, Trey, where I'm just going to like throw one of these at you. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's like um, it's Last Man Standing, but with a thing instead of a name. 
Yeah, so yeah. I won't do this one. But for example, movies in black and white could be one, but we won't do that one. That's just an example. Clerks. Let's. Young okay. Frankenstein. Dead men don't wear plaid. Uh, it's okay. just like that. <laughs> All right, let's do this one. Movies about gangsters. Trey can start, and we'll go to Jeff. Goodfellas. The Godfather. The Godfather Part 2. Uh, Bronx Tale. The Godfather Part 3. <laughs> Gangster Squad. Um, um, uh, oh, um, The Untouchables. Uh, mobsters. Carlito's Way. Mm, Scarface. Okay. Oh yeah, isn't there a Carlito's Way too? But I there is straight extra, to video. I think it has a title though, subtitle. It has yeah. extra words on it. So I I'm think I know say, what it is actually. I'm gonna oh, say God. because Myers Lansky is a character in it. I'm gonna say L.A. Confidential. Ooh. Um. Gangsters. Oh my God. Why can't I think of a mob movie? I married the mob. What? That's a That's movie. The name of a movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me double check that I said it right. I don't think you said it right. I married the mob is what I said. Correct? Yeah. Married isn't, to the mob. Yeah, isn't the movie called Married to the Mob? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't say it right. Um Okay, so I can be out. I can be out. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh Johnny Dangerously. Donnie Brasco. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Bugsy Malone. Uh, Billy Bathgate. (laughs) Son of a turd. (laughs) Um, Are we done with the name? The ones with just that are names? uh, JFK. What? Oh, damn. All right. That's a deep, deep, dude. (laughs) Deep statement. Miller's Crossing. Start naming um, all American politics movies. Um, <laughs> oh, um, doggone it. D- um, oh, come on, dude. I locked up. Hang on. It's tough. Let me think it's of hard. a different one now. Um, Yes, it is tough. It yeah, is tough. The, the Mel Gibson one. Um, oh, um, Lethal Weapon. No, no, no. You know, the one Glibly. where he comes back and he kills all the mobsters. Oh, yeah. Edge I do of know Darkness? That one. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, but I do know that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tip my tongue. They did a, a remake of it, too, didn't they? Dang it. Uh, no, it is itself a remake. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Not gonna get it. But John uh John Wick. Um payback. We'll have to go to the judges on that one. Okay. Dirty bastard. Right, you said gangsters, and gangsters are sometimes Russian. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Which is gonna just open it's just gonna make this game go so much longer now that gangsters can be Russian. Well they are. 
No, I know, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that as a reason not to. I'm just saying that like that Red triggered heat. in my mind fifty more titles. Red Heat. Oh yeah, Russian gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, raw deal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I oh, mean, I feel like we should let Brett back in. I've got one at the ready. Are you ready? Well, I mean, John Wick too. Oh yeah, you're right. All right, <laughs> I got a real one. John John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum, the Irishman, Ooh. or what it should have been called. I heard you paint houses. Right. This takes as long as it takes to paint a house is what it should have been. Called. Oh boo! Great movie. The Departed. Ooh. Damn, the departed. Black mass. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Johnny um, Depp plays the same character yeah. as Jack Nicholson. <laughs> mean, mean streets. Um. Oh. Um. Get shorty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Be cool. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gangsters. Gangsters. Mobsters. Eastern promises. Damn. Oh, made. Nice. Made. There's one. Um, That's a good one. Uh, my blue heaven. My cousin Vinny. He's just Italian. He's You're just just Italian. Italian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Couldn't remember his transgressions and why he's in court. He's just a lawyer, right? Yeah, he's a yeah. lawyer. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and the transgressions were nothing. He stole a can of tuna. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everything that guy just said is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch that movie the next couple of weeks now for so sure. Good. Oh, maybe. I think it's on Amazon. Another one. Is it's it really? Heads up, yeah. Mm. Oh, duh. The Mexican. Oh, yeah. With James right. Gandolfini, Brad Pitt, and Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Gene Hackman. Um... I saw that in theaters with my parents. We enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it is a fun one. I got thrown out. I, I started hitting my one hitter like in the opening credits. <laughs> Dude, my buddy went and rented out a theater on Mother's Day with his family because, you know, in COVID, people can do that now. You can very cheaply rent a movie theater. Oh, it's amazing. So they, they rented one and watched The Sting, and they were the only people at the theater. And my buddy's, uh, sister went and smoked a uh, vape in the bathroom and set off the fire alarm and the fire state the f like fire edge and firefighters came and were like did someone vape in the bathroom or something and they were like no <laughs> no you nobody doing? did you rented out the theater that's what you rent out a theater for so you vape at your seat you bozo well, they went with their parents i think that blew their cover but it was so funny because no one wanted to admit to shirt. it it's you just sounded like into your shirt Yes. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do that all the time in New York. I, you can I do that. Until there's smoke on the screen, and then you take a hit, and then if somebody, the, the people it's, just think it's, it's like 4D. Yeah, it's 3D. <laughs> yeah, it's very intense. Oh man, these Back D box seats that. are really fucking killing it. <laughs> I'm just actual, <laughs> actual smoke in here now. <laughs> Some, someone lit up a blunt 
on the opening night of the Biggie Smalls movie at the theater I worked at, and the cops came. Uh, Notorious. They called the cops because someone lit up a blunt. Somebody did. I don't think the movie theater did because everyone I worked with was hella cool. No, it's All a right, whose turn is it? Time. Not mine. I'm out. Trey, is it your turn? I'm out. You're out? I think. Wait. Oh, uh, you won. Hang on. <laughs> I won again. I should have hung on to uh, Bugsy Malone there a little. Longer. I was going to say, is, you could just say Bugsy. Isn't that the other one? What they're oh, all yeah, kids Bugsy. or whatever? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the one? I was trying to think of that one where they're, where everyone's a kid. I Bugsy think Malone. it's Bugsy. Or it's, no, it's one Bugsy. of them. No, Bugsy Malone is that one. And then Bugsy. Scott Bayo and. Um, Bugsy is the one with Warren Beatty, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so for mine, so you could also say, because isn't that big uh, flat face guy a gangster in Dick Tracy? So yeah. Dick Tracy is one. Yeah. Yep. Russian gangsters means uh, the equalizer counts. And um, triple nine. Have you guys ever seen Triple oh, Nine? I rev- I reviewed that. I I reviewed like ten movies for Maxim online, and that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. What'd you yeah, think of I, it? I think it was fine. Like it's a perfectly tolerable like TNT cable movie. You know, it's fine. I th- I feel like it's the movie when people talk positively about Den of Thieves. Yes. I feel like they they're thinking of Triple Nine. That makes sense to me. In my, because that oddly makes sense to me. <laughs> right, Den of Thieves is garbage. It's triple nine is stupid heat, heat for dummies. Yeah, well, well, there's no like they try to add the character development to some of these cops, and it's like, it's it's nothing. It's not like it's like the shield. It's like if the shield, if you didn't know anything about the cops from the shield, like they're all bad. <laughs> They're not like in heat. The cops weren't bad cops. They were bad people who were good cops. (laughs) Right. They were just troubled people. Uh, Right. So like Den of Thieves, it's triple nine is way better. Also, Kate Winslet is a Russian gangster. Yeah, it's super weird casting. Yeah, it was interesting. That was the most interesting thing about that movie for sure. Well, have we done UK gangsters? Let's go with Snatch. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are the limey so good. Get, get Carter, oh. yeah. Uh, Lockstock, uh, uh, yeah. Wrath of Man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this new one, something in the theaters now, yeah. The Gentleman, Rock and Roller, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy playing the twins. What was the name? Oh, of Legend. Uh, Legend. Legend, yeah. yeah. That yeah. movie I'll always remember because they had this ad with all the four star great reviews, and then just for fun. They snuck in a two-star review into the ad just because it fit their pattern and it made it look like it was a part of a collage. <laughs> but like it had the two-star review right in the middle as in the of the poster. Super fun. It really it really brought the room together. Yeah. <laughs> best, it was beautiful. best movie, best movie. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh this is a 90-minute podcast. I think we're uh we're done here. What do you think, Jeff? I think we're not done until we mention June 5th at the Spider House. Mm, dude, there may be only a couple of tickets left. I went on Bearden's show yesterday, too, to promote it. So I think there's like there was 20 left yesterday. So, nice. I, I mean, if you're going to get them, get them now. Spider House website or go to my Instagram and there's a link there. Fuck yeah. I yeah. see Trey and a bunch of longtime Austin comics. Not, no transplant. Not these, 
Not these or, movies. Or nothing recent, at least. No, and <laughs> all killers, dude. All killers. Jeff, what's your plug? Uh, June 18th and 19th, uh, Chameleon. June 18th and 19th. Yeah. I will Seven be in Red Rocks. Watching Humphreys you McGee. I'll be seeing Humphreys McGee at Red Rocks nice. for three nights. But that's not my plug. My plug is for a stand-up comedy show I'm producing at uh, Union Hall on Friday, June 25th, hosted by Luke Monez and Tommy McNamara. And we have a lineup that's not released yet, but it's Alex English. And we're out to Melissa Villasenor from SNL, who said tentative yes, but hasn't confirmed. So we'll see if I have to remove oh. this from the episode or not. Oh, come hang. I think there's an equivocation right there that you could leave it in and no one's good. No one can be like, Great. but you said you, you yeah. never actually said. I never said Melissa Villasenor may or may not be on the show. Um, and you know what? You regardless, know what? that's yeah. true about those chameleon shows too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and start promoting every show like that, and maybe <laughs> Melissa Vegas and your <laughs> might show up. Hey man, Who Spider House. Stay? I don't know her schedule. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you for listening. It. What an episode! Yeah. Great episode of Podcast Radio PBR. <laughs> You're listening to PBR.